The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a gospel passage that I think most of us are fairly familiar with. Peter walking on the water. Any fans of The Chosen out there who have seen this episode? Okay. How many of you haven't watched The Chosen yet? Raise your hand. Okay. You got to watch it. <laughs> I would guilt you into doing it as homework, but I'm just visiting this weekend. So because I did that once for a friend of, well, I was at another parish where I would go more regularly and this couple hadn't yet watched it, and I think it was Friday night, and they were planning to come for Sunday Mass, and the wife said to her husband, you know, we haven't done our homework yet, and I can't face Father Jason having not done my homework, you know? So they watched it, and it's changed, I think, their life and their relationship with God. So, yes, please check it out if you haven't yet. But as we read this, I, uh, I'm reminded of a time, the only time I ever went barefooting. As water skiing, and it was with a boom. I wasn't out there all by myself, you know. But this uh, this world class skier from the Tommy Bartlett Water Show in the Wisconsin Dells, he was coaching us one day. Uh, I was a seminarian, and he said, "Every time you preach on this, Father, remember me." So shout out to Carrie <laughs> for uh, having me, uh, you know, for coaching me so that I could barefoot for at least a few hundred yards off a boom. It was pretty cool. But Peter did not have a boom. He didn't have a speedboat. <laughs> he had faith. And, you know, he gets a bad rap here because he started to sink and he started to lose faith. But all the other guys never came out of the boat, right? <laughs> so he was the only one who had the faith to even say, hey, if it's you, Lord, call me out so that I can walk on water with you. Everybody else must have been like, Peter, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? But he did it, and he was walking on the water, 
And then it's true, as, as his attention became focused more on the storm and less and less on Jesus, that's when he began to sink. And there's a really good lesson in there for all of us. There's a really good lesson in there for all of us. Maybe if we're honest with ourselves, we wouldn't walk out on the water to begin with, but nevertheless, we can apply it to any situation in our lives that takes faith and really to, to face anything that's difficult in our lives, it takes faith if we're going to do it with confidence and with hope of overcoming, of seeing a victory. We really do have to have faith and trust in the Lord. And so we put our faith in the Lord and we, we put our trust in him and, and we set out or we, we tackle whatever obstacle it is that we feel called to, to get after and to conquer. And, and then perhaps a storm comes up and there's all kinds of obstacles and opposition and, and we can get more focused on that than on Jesus and the word that he spoke. And then we can start to become afraid. And we can lose faith. And so that's why we can never have too much faith. We, can, we should really never stop asking for more faith, more trust. Because I think the bar, in a sense, it, it keeps getting raised. And perhaps all of you can, can relate to that a little bit. It's not getting any easier to be a, a, a Christian, a Catholic Christian in our modern world, right? To raise a family today, it's not getting any easier. It's as if it gets harder and harder in some respects. And so we need more faith. We need more trust and hope and love to face all that we are being called to face. And we're not just called to like survive. We're not called to just simply hang on for dear life. No, we're actually called to be agents of change and to be light in the darkness. We're called to change it. But we can't change that which is outside of us if we ourselves aren't first transformed. Inside. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't happen right away. So we shouldn't get discouraged. That's probably one of the biggest uh, challenges to growing in friendship with God. It's, it's discouragement. And that comes from the devil. The devil wants to get us discouraged. But God, on the other hand, he's always encouraging us. I mean, he, he, you know, he gives Peter a little bit of a, a correction here. But it's, this is Matthew 14. And in just a couple of chapters later, so it couldn't have been that much longer in the public ministry, Peter, Simon, is the one who confesses, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's when Jesus then says, well, Simon, son of Jonah, now you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Peter coming from Petros, from the Greek Petros, meaning rock. And then Peter struggles right after that because Peter says, hey, I'm going to have to go up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be crucified and die. And Peter's like, no, 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 that can't happen. And then Jesus says to Peter, hey, get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. So Peter's ups and downs. So it happens to everybody, even to St. Peter. 
And even after he received the Holy Spirit in power on Pentecost, he still had his own struggles. The tradition is that, you know, as he was in Rome and and facing his own death, his own crucifixion, he was escaping. And then he had this vision of Jesus going back into the city. And Peter says to Jesus, Domine, quo vadis? Lord, where are you going? He's like, well, Peter, I'm going to get crucified again because you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Shoot. Okay, here I go. Right? So let's not get discouraged. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit to encourage us. But in order to receive that, we got to look at that first reading today. We have to be able to hear the Lord speak to us. It's a classic reading from uh, about the, the prophet Elijah who was battling the prophets of Baal and he was essentially the only faithful prophet left in Israel. So he felt very alone in a sense. Like he was all by himself, the lone voice crying out. And, and then he, he escapes and he's there in this cave waiting to hear from the Lord, waiting for further instruction, waiting for encouragement. And what happens? You know, there's an earthquake, there's a fire, there's this mighty wind, but God was not in in any of that. But then he heard the whispering voice and he, he discovered that God was speaking to him in the whispering voice. And then it said that he he hid his face in his cloak and he went out to the front of the cave to have this encounter with God in silence, in stillness. And so therein is, is a great lesson for all of us that God's normal way of speaking to us is, is in a whisper, so to speak. It's in silence. And that's why I like to say that silence is golden that we have to make time each and every day for a little bit of silence. We gotta carve it out so we can hear God speak to us and encourage us and remind us of who he is and, and he reminds us of who we are. And if we're tempted to believe the lies, you know, one of the, Jesus himself called the devil the father of lies. And when The devil speaks to us a lie. He speaks according to his nature, Jesus said. So the devil's there trying to discourage us, trying, you know, he lies to us about who we are and about who God is, and he he gets us discouraged. But the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's the comforter. He's the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. Jesus called him at the Last Supper, the spirit of truth. And he speaks in the silence of our hearts. And when we're quiet, and when we make an act of faith in the presence of God, and when we ask God to speak to us, and when we ask God to help us hear his voice, the voice of the Good Shepherd, he will answer that prayer every time. He will answer that prayer. It's not always crystal clear, but little by little, more and more, your ear, it's sharpened. It's like, I don't know if you've ever had to learn a new language. When I first went to Rome, all of my philosophy classes were in Italian. And guess how much Italian I knew when I arrived to Rome? 
zero. And I had to learn philosophy in Italian. Guess how much philosophy I learned for the first few months? Zero. <laughs> so I had to train my ear to understand my professors who were speaking in a foreign language. But little by little, I brought my Italian English dictionary to class every day and I was training my ear. And you know what, after two years of that, I could listen and, and participate in class in Italian. So it was a process. So maybe you're not so familiar with hearing from God, but I encourage you today to, to set out on that path for yourself because God does want to speak to you. You are his beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. And he wants to remind you each and every day that you are good. You are, you know, I, I baptized a little baby girl uh, yesterday at the shrine in Royal Oak. And we read that gospel from Mark where the father says to Jesus, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And I just reminded everyone there that those words are spoken over all of us when we're baptized. And this was little baby Ruby. And I said, you know, Baby Ruby, God just says to you right now, you are a good girl. You are such a good girl. You are mine. I love you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. I created you. I have good plans for you. And, and God wants to say that to each and every one of us every day. He wants to remind us of that because we need to be reminded of it. If we're going to keep growing and become the love that God created us to be. So before I close, I just want to pray. I just want to pray. Holy Spirit, come. And if we've believed any lies, and we all have, you know, that we're not good enough, that it's hopeless, that I'm stupid, that I'm ugly, that I'm no good, you know, we all struggle with that. I just speak to all of those lies that we've believed in the mighty name of Jesus and I command them to bow right now before the Lord. And I speak to all of those thoughts, all of those lies that are contrary to the mind and the heart of Christ for you. And I command them to go right now, to leave you and to go straight to the foot of the cross, to be dealt with by Jesus as he wills. And in place of those lies, I just pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to give you the mind of Christ, to help you hear the Good Shepherd's voice, to help you pray from your heart, to sharpen your ear, to train your ear so that you can hear the Good Shepherd's voice more clearly each and every day and walk with him each day and every day and grow in his love each and every day. Amen.